Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's get, get in, in the, weeds. the weeds. Good morning, everybody. We are here today for episode 14 with Kaylin of Earth. You just opened a new studio, didn't you? I did. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for having me here. I am absolutely excited. It's a thrill to have you here, girl. <laughs> she does a lot of sound baths here. She's done several, and they're always incredible. She is always amazing. She puts everybody in the building out. The dog even, <laughs> even falls dog. out. Yeah, Bella's in Zen. They're like, oh. Uh, she used to be terrified of noise, like drums and stuff like that. Like, think it was gunfire or fireworks or something like that. But Kaylin comes in, and Bella falls over with her legs in the air. Kind of like I do for Led Zeppelin. TMI. So tell me a little bit about your background, Kaylin. So how did you get started on the path of yoga? Yeah, yeah. Um well, again, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here, and thanks so much for welcoming me for my sound baths and all of my shenanigans. Um, we love shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> she said shenanigans. Yes, yes, it's fun. Yeah, um, I honestly got it started on the path of yoga really through my own healing path, which I feel like is most of us, right, when yeah. we get into these types of practices. Um, you know, I, I'm i 31 now, um, and I, I would say around probably like 21 or 22 I started developing this like chronic pain in my back, um, which now I really think was a, a combination of an accident I was in as a teenager, as well as just trauma and trauma, <laughs> and, and, trauma you know, energetic um, imbalances and things and, and just stress. Um, but I was going all the traditional routes, you know, trying to figure out how to be relieved from some of this pain because I was like, I'm 22 years old. Like, I shouldn't feel, feel like this. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I was living in New Jersey at the time. I'm from Northeast PA, but I had moved out there um, when I turned 18 or so. And I, you know, started, uh, you know, asking around to, you know, other people around, you know, what what other things can I do to help with this? Because I don't want to take medications. I don't want to get injections. And I just need some type of relief, you know. 
Um, and someone had mentioned, my massage therapist at the time actually had mentioned yoga. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of yoga. This was like kind of before I feel like in, in, you know, this part of the world, it had really like boomed. There was waves of yeah. it. Right. Yeah. But it was kind of just making its resurgence back. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. So I attended, um, an Ashtanga yoga studio, which I find out now is like one of the most hardcore <laughs> forms of yoga. Why not start with yoga? Yeah, yes. why not start? But I was like, okay, it has yoga in it. Let me try. Um, and I truly, I fell in love. You know, the first time I went, I actually had to get a private one-on-one with the instructor because my back was so jacked at the time oh, that wow. I couldn't even, like, do the full practice. Yeah. But she worked with me. Um, and this is a huge, I feel like, influence as me as a teacher is why I'm so big in modifications and helping everyone get the practice that fits their body. Because I love that you do that. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do, you know, quote-unquote normal yoga when I first started. Um, and with her working with me and really helping me understand, you know, how to modify things to where I was, mm. that's how I actually started to get progress and oh, growth yeah. to a point of where I could practice, um, you know, in, in a way that, you know, was like everyone else in the room, you know? Um, so yeah, I really got into it from my own healing journey. And then as I started to fall in love with the practice, I started to, um, learn more about the philosophy and the history of the practice. It's a 5,000 year old Mm -hmm. practice, you know? And that's when I really was like, wow, this is something more than just an exercise or a stretching. It's actually written down by the people themselves who practiced it, unlike so many others who were written by the so victors rare. yeah so it's yeah. this true lineage exactly yeah, it's incredible yeah. yeah yeah and you know so i i was just a practitioner for you know a couple of years and and um i ended up you know i was working at the time um at a, a senior services organization um i had like worked my way up to management which was great but i was one of those people that kind of like worked themselves so hard that like it's well you know that was survival you know yeah. i was trying to work my way up the ladder to try to have a future for yeah. myself and when i realized you know the fact that i was just so stressed yeah you know and so overworked that was a major part of the reason why i felt so unwell this thing just kind of clicked one day and I was just like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. That's how, that's what happened to me. You know, it just <laughs> done. done. Yeah. And I was like, I have a retirement plan. I have all this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm making this money, you know, but I can't. But are you can't. happy? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're dying. Exactly. It's yeah. killing you. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is, this is not okay. You know, um, I feel like I was able to, you know, push through it, you know, for many years. But I think as you spiritually begin to open up and expand, it's like the universe is like, uh-uh, you can't do this. <laughs> anymore you know it it makes your back hurt worse or the Mm -hmm. foods that don't mix with you like start to aggravate you more i think it's a vibration thing like and the alignment you know i started to realize that i wasn't aligned with what i was doing um so i ended up quitting my job (laughs) i feel like we all have this story (laughs) yeah we do all three of us quitting actually yeah quitting (laughs) our, our job and i moved back home to northeast pa And um, I just so happened to be like, you know what, I want to go on like a yoga retreat. I want to like, you know, kind of reset before I figure out what I'm going to do here. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I needed to come back to the mountains. (laughs) That's what I knew I I needed to do, you know. And um, that's when I like Googled, you know, yoga retreat. And I found the Himalayan Institute. 
um, in Honesdale. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go for the weekend. Me and my partner at the time, his name was Daniel, um, went for the weekend. And um, I realized it was an ashram, which I didn't even know what an ashram was (laughs) at the time, which is like a, you know, yoga school, quote unquote, where people live. And I was like, I want to study here. I want to live here. (laughs) I want to live here. I don't like you people out here anymore. I'm going in here. (laughs) I want to try something new. So I ended up moving there and I lived there for like two and a half years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I was able to get like a free yoga education um, and not just like an education, but an immersive experience where I was like living amongst people that all practiced, Mm -hmm. which was completely different, you know, yeah completely different um you know and they they're they're a very beautiful tradition um and so i i was able to really get my roots you know from like a a tradition a a lineage um and i myself like i don't necessarily identify with any tradition or or lineage i'm kind of one of those i everything that resonates with me i kind of pick it up and you know that's that's my spiritual kind of use um but to to learn like the roots of a practice from like an unbroken lineage and was, how beautiful was so yeah, powerful yeah. and that's definitely i say that's the roots of my teaching now you know are, are truly um straight out of india <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think I, they're beautiful i didn't even know yeah. we had an ashram uh, I, I didn't yeah. even that close by too that's it's, incredible it's wild and i yeah. i lived up like we've lived here for how long it's yeah. it's nestled in um honesdale yeah well, it's not like they're out there trying to convert people in the oh, streets exactly. going hey come to the <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been there i think from the 70s and it was a much more traditional you know ashram when it first started but it it's it's grown with the times right That's so amazing. now it's also a retreat center um you know they have teachers from all over the world that hold retreats there um wow. and people can come for for you know residential programs like me where you stay Ooh. a year two years you work in in the community um or save a programs where you come for just like a couple months and you like learn and study there um so it was just to be that's when i first got the taste of like oh my gosh like there are people like me like there are Mm -hmm. people you know and not just people that practice yoga but i feel like that with you two as well like people that see the world in a little bit of a different way you know because growing up in northeast pa wasn't like that in michigan north carolina either it was like oh my god no and um you know i was raised you know my dad um, is pagan. My dad has been a, oh, a that's prax- cool. Yeah. So I don't even know if I ever told you guys that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, you know, my mom's side, I grew up going to like, you know, church and stuff or Sunday mm-hmm. school, not really church, Sunday school and stuff. But my dad was very much more earth, you know, So sun, you're well-rounded, moon. girl. That, I am. That's the way we raised our kid. <laughs> She's 35 now and we literally made her take part in everything. Yeah. Make your own choice. Absolutely. Forge your own path. Yeah. That's something to be really proud of. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, I feel like yours. being able to see the world through the eyes of different cultures, through people that have yeah. different beliefs, that's so important because if we get narrow-minded mm-hmm. or we can only see inside our own bubble, you know, that's when people get confused or that's when like hate or judgment and things yeah. come around because it's just makes you aggressively protective exactly yeah. i really yeah. think a lot of the issues in the world today are just people are scared yeah they're scared of the unknown they've really grown up in a certain you know bubble so so to say and um because they don't understand you know how other people feel or what they believe it's immediately the you know we're all living in fight or flight mode yes So, you know, and I I was saying this the other day, you know, we're making all these big decisions and politics and laws and everything, but we're people operating from the sympathetic nervous system where you can't actually make decisions rationally. 
So my, my goal, or I feel like my mission here is like, how do we get ourselves back into a state of physiological, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual equilibrium so that we actually can be present and see the world for what it is instead of what we're afraid oh, yeah. of, you know? And you just reminded me of a question I thought of to ask you last night. So I'm just going to throw this yeah. out. <laughs> so I've been reading a lot about, you know, the Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about how we're creating this consciousness mm-hmm. that's giving life to this. I'm reading Egregores by Mark Stavish. Okay. So it's giving life to this egregore that is terrifying all of us and making us act irrationally and behave very, very, very base. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that we create the world as a people with our consciousness together? Hmm. Big question. <laughs> I, and what can we do about Tate it? Tay with a curveball. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's a yoga no. thing. No, it is. It's, <laughs> these are the big questions, right? These yeah. are the big questions that I feel like as seekers, we're all asking ourselves. We're all trying to make, you know, sense of the world that we're in. Um, and I do, I do think that the collective consciousness, I think we're all connected as one. I think that, you know, um, how we see ourselves and how we see our world is this ever changing, evolving kind of, um, I don't say algorithm because I don't want to say algorithm, but, but kind but of, kind of in a way, like that. in yeah. a way, because when you think about it, you know, the reason that our world is what it is, is because we, we gave things meaning, yeah. right? I think it's, I think it's Terrence McKenna has like a quote that's like, you know, if we didn't put meaning to words, yes. we would just be monkeys making sounds with our, yes. with our mouth. Yeah. And it's true, right? So we've, we've created this collective um, world through symbolism, through, through meaning of what we have determined to be true and what has value and what has value exactly and um you know over time you know that changes and i think that you know where we're at now it's it's definitely cyclical i think Mm -hmm. everything in this universe is cyclical and thank goodness, right? Because right. that means it, it, it changes. It doesn't last forever. She exactly. saw me do the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do think that we have, you know, created where we're at, but I think it all is divine and purposeful. And I think, you know, you know, with, with you think of cycles or you also think of like a pendulum swinging back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. things have to go all the way in one way. And She's our people. <laughs> We just talked, we about, just talked about this and triggered. Yeah. yeah. So an upcoming yeah. episode of Triggered, we, we talked about yeah. the pendulum concept. Yeah. Yeah. Things going you. too far. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I feel yeah. like Kali Yuga is, you know, yeah. is like we've we've swung all the way into like as far, almost as far as we can go into the darkness, right? Yes. And with that, it's scary, yeah. you know, because it's, it's unknown. And we're also, can you feel that free fall? Yeah. Like, you know, like right before things swing back the other way, right to the light, right? Because Kali Yuga is the cycles we move in and the next one is like the light age or whatever, you know, like, so we're kind of in this free fall mm-hmm. moment, which is so powerful. And I feel like that's why all of our souls right now chose to be here is because yeah. we are in this creative time. Yeah. And what we're doing here, like right now yeah. is part of that. And we'll su- if we survive exactly. and we shall, yeah. we will absolutely change absolutely we will we will it's it's inevitable you know and that's why you're seeing this resurgence i feel like of spirit spiritual people and the Mm -hmm. witches and you know everybody's out here and they're they're tapping into their spiritual roots because it's part of a cycle and i do think um you know 
but those those dark times is what calls us all out of yes. our caves. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been kind of a rebel anyway, so I'm always kind out there. <laughs> yeah. Come kind adversarial, of. what can I say? Yeah. There are men still running in North Carolina that haven't looked back. I know I say this all the time, but it's true. <laughs> I love it. Well, I feel like, yeah. Get yourself like, right. <laughs> Don't start. Now. We'll I'll do that. it for you. I've got a wrench right here. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's us that, you know, live on the fringe, right? Or on like the outskirts of society. I never fit in. I tried to fit in yeah. so hard and it just did Score not. Peg. It did not work. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's where so much of my suffering as a, as yes, a young ma'am. girl came from. You know, I'm straightening out my curls. I'm not wearing my glasses. I can't see shit. I like, love your curls. <laughs> Oh I do God. too, but as a, you know, where I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, I, oh, nobody, the girls had the straight, perfect, polished hair and it was shiny. Yeah. yeah. And my dad, <laughs> my dad is half African American <clears throat> and I, I am, my skin is whitewashed. No, no, look at me. <laughs> you know? My dad is native. Yeah. It looks like he stepped off a rest. I yeah. got robbed. Got yeah, right? I got the nose and the ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's crazy. And like even, right? Yeah. <laughs> she sees it. <laughs> <laughs> she we just went, yes, she that. does. <laughs> yeah. the, the sweetest of us, I feel like, are the ones that have that. Like, yeah. don't, don't oh, yeah. get oh, on our We try side. really hard. Yeah. Please don't push our buttons. Yeah. Exactly. We don't want you to push our buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So, you oh started a uh, Wild Women of NEPA festival. You want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, in uh, this summer, uh, myself and a, a woman named Melissa Roberts, she owns a ski shack in music. Um, you know, she came to me and was like, hey, like, you know, I want to throw a women's festival. And I was like, say no more. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to help with that. Um, you know, so uh, we were like, what, you know, what is this going to look like? So, you know, I kind of we sat down and, and kind of put our values together of what we thought that that would be and what that would look like for us. Um, I created a website and like literally we talked about in April. I think I like finished the website in, in May and we put it out there and it just kind of like took a life of its own. You know, I think women were really ready and looking for um you know a sense of community um especially out in nature you know that they that they could connect and and learn and and be with each other and um you know we had the idea of making it a workshop based festival you know so there was uh you know dozens of practitioners there offering their craft right and their medicine which i was super excited about so it became you know a networking opportunity for them um, you know, we thought maybe we get a hundred women, two hundred women. <laughs> you got Let, way more. Yeah, than that. just yeah. under yeah. a thousand That's women amazing. showed yeah. up. That's incredible. In in Lazybrook Park in Tunkanic in in August, um, and it was it was phenomenal. You know, yeah. it was a day of just like connection and and um, nature, and you know. It's it brought so many people together, and I'm so grateful to have you know been a part of like the creation of that, you know. Um, And I know that Wild Women, you know, is going to continue on and evolve, you know, um, in in so many ways. I since opening my studio, um, I'm realizing that I kind of have to redistribute my energy. Yes, <laughs> in There's ways. only so much, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so this I'm is not- the life of the business owner kid. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's it's there is no life. Yeah, there's no life. <laughs> 
been like Hang a, it up. I've been a traveling like you know show for so long, working at yeah. all these different studios, doing all these things, and now that I actually have my own space, which is in Clark Summit, not far from here, um, I've had Winola to, Road. Winola yeah. Road. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Um, just in the past few weeks, um, you know, I was talking to Melissa and just having to say like I'm always going to be a wild woman, but I'm going to have to pass the torch soon, you know, yeah. to some some other women ready to step up in leadership to continue oh, on wow. this this venture only because i i only have so much energy and and i'm realizing you know melissa and i always kind of joked you know because um as practitioners you know the marketing and business aspect of things many times it's like you have one or the other it's like you're either a practitioner or like you're super good like marketing business person and like i've been lucky because i started in business that i have a little bit of both but i said to her i was like i'm realizing like yeah like i'm good at the business part of it but at my soul and core i'm a practitioner yes ma'am and because i'm doing you know three Reiki appointments a day, teaching two classes, doing sound baths and all this stuff, I, it's my energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it does. Yeah. Yep. It does. So I'm having to, I kind of like, I feel like I'm hitting another like health crisis in a way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm having to kind of like scale back and really kind of, um, you know, uh, having to reprioritize it just exactly like where I put my mm. energy until I can kind of find where that capacity and stuff is. I think that's really smart too. Yeah. That you can see that because yeah. so many people just keep continuing because yeah. they feel driven to do it or they're, yeah. all, they're I'll, obligated to do it. I'll and, lose business if I don't. Don't. Yeah, you have to prioritize you, or you'll lose business altogether. A hundred percent, and I end up in the hospital. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's what I, you know. And it's funny because, like, that's exactly how I felt just in the beginning of this podcast that I was talking about. You know, yeah. at twenty two or whatever. You know, where I was trying to do everything, and I feel like everything's cyclical. Everything's yes. coming together. You know, and here I am. You know, at that same point again, and. I had to really think about all of that too because it's like I, I it's so hard when you help create something or when you're mm-hmm. part of something your special. It's a, exactly to let it go, yeah. right? Yeah. And I had to really sit with myself and be like, you know what? Like, I can love and support this and watch this grow without having to be attached to it. Yeah. You know, or yeah. or profit from it or or yeah. whatever it may be. And I realize, you know, when we step to the side. It opens up opportunities for other people. It does as well. It does. You know, so I'm so excited to see, you know, um, where Melissa and all the other women who I know are just ready and waiting to like blow this off into something even even yeah. more exciting. There's yeah. something That's coming fantastic. up this fall too. Isn't there it? is. Yeah. So yeah. so the winter or the winter wellness expo. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be helping out with that one. Um is on December tenth. It's in Kingston. So yeah. this is like a festival that's inside. Oh yeah. So it's so it's gonna be um a toasty. Th- Yes, toasty. Yeah, Yeah, you have to be, you know. So um, it's in Kingston. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. It's going to be great. I'm really excited to to um, be there again, again with everyone, and really, um, it's yoga, dance, workshops, all women-owned businesses, which is so powerful. Yeah. Um, You know, and and just another day of like celebrating womanhood and and you know being able to. Again, take time for yourself so that you can, you know, rejuvenate, restore, relax, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the company of other like-minded women because, you know, we know that that um, is something that isn't so easy to find, you know, in a judgment-free zone, you know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And as a business owner, have you figured out that it's really hard to prioritize (laughs) your time alone? 
you know and so have you found that people get mad at you when you set those boundaries like no i really need this downtime for monday and tuesday yeah it's i'm still trying to find the balance i'm like literally like i'm like how can i do this while i'm also sleeping like (laughs) sleep honestly has been the hardest the hardest part ai (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Oh my gosh, that would be horrifying. I think actually, I don't even want to know what my like unconscious mind would create. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's it is it's it's a balance, you know. And I'm I'm also wanting to you know uh, continue my education and 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 you know my oh do tell yeah I'm interested yeah I'm like I'm always like how can I add more things to like this web of practices that I have you know um, but even as well just kind of like. Um, growing and enhancing like the the practices and the yeah. skills that I have, you know, I'm a I'm a 500 hour yoga meditation instructor. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a Reiki master practitioner and a certified sound therapist. So I'm I'm learning more and more how to blend all those things together, right? And then, um, you know, I. I read the tarot so you know but i also i'm interested in getting you know possibly other forms of energy work i'm also really thinking of like qigong and tai chi i'm all about the energy body and stuff and um like i said i'm really all about making sure that things are accessible to everyone that we're getting back in shape so you might be seeing (sighs) us i love it yeah so it's like crazy we feel so much better yeah i mean we're up first thing in the morning not that we want to be but we can't (laughs) help it it's either, way too much energy in here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and oh. I, you know not everyone can get up and down on a mat no they just can't yeah. you know and there's chair yoga mm-hmm. you know but even that you know we're we're tai chi and qigong you're moving that energy which is what we really need to do it's it's the movement yeah. of the energy which is really the powerful practice in all of these um physical modalities you know um there's the stretch or in the strength but why you're breathing and why you're in that shape is actually mm-hmm. to move the prana or the chi in, in the body. So that's one thing that I've been like really kind of dancing around in my head yeah. on. Um, and just how can I use this new space? Kaylin Ruth Studio, 11701 Olive Road, Clark Summit. <laughs> plug away, plug away. Um, <laughs> how can I use this space? to really reach as many people, as many different people as possible. Um, You know, my studio is, I say, like a safe haven for beginners because I truly ensure that every class is accessible to everyone. I feel like my uh, ability to multitask and, like, be super scattered in in times is a blessing because (laughs) when I teach a class... I can have, you know, a 65-year-old and a 25-year-old in the same class and I'm teaching and the pra- their practices, you know, or the postures that they do might be a little bit different, but it's still the same practice. And I, yeah. you know, the one investment that I made the most of in my studio was props, you know, uh, making sure that we have all the blocks, making sure we have all the bolsters and the cushions and things because when you're doing yoga asana, the postures, you know, Asana, which is the Sanskrit word for the actual postures in yoga, it translates to a stable and comfortable posture. That's what it right. actually. And so, if you're in a posture and you're shaking and you're you can't not breathe, you're not stable and you're not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So you might need a block. You might need a knee pad, for goodness sakes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So that you can be like, <sighs> like when I'm when I like help someone get into a posture and then I hear that sigh, I'm like, that's what yeah, I want there to hear. Because you you're breathing, yeah. you're moving the mm-hmm. energy in the body. So, yeah, I'm I'm firm like advocate of you know you have to you know shape 
the posture to your body, not your body to the posture. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. That's, yeah, I love that. Yeah, love that. So many places, and I know you, you probably experienced this going in. That they expect you to already mm-hmm. have it. Yeah, and everybody's doing know. the same posture, regardless of your disabilities or anything. Yeah. yeah, the the fact that that's one of your big features is that you tailor it to the person. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yoga for everyone. It's a, it's exactly. A yeah. Every, that. Everybody. That's yeah. what I say, yeah. right? I love that. And yeah. it's and that's what I've heard so many times from people, you know, when I'm saying like, Oh, I'm a yoga teacher, you should try yoga, they're like, Oh no, like I tried it once and I'll never go back. Oh yeah. Because the attitude and the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. The, or they, you know, weren't taken care of or it was too hard, you know, or or you know, people have been like, I went to a beginner's class and I couldn't even do that. You know, so it's it's really, you know, I feel like it's part of my my mission to really try to make sure that people mm-hmm. have a really a really authentic and welcoming um, and accessible introduction to yoga because it truly is a practice that everyone can do. You know, and and there's internal can. practice too. Absolutely, yeah. 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 absolutely. It's not just the physical Sorry. aspect of it. But I was just you know recalling what you had said about where you trained. And mm-hmm. that they had taken time with you. Yeah. So this is almost like you paying it forward. Exactly. Like, I remember what it felt like to be, you know, body didn't work that way yeah. at the time and it hurt. And it's intimidating enough to walk in to a studio, much less an ashram. Yeah. And they took time with you and helped you yeah. get through it. So now you, you understand that and they're bringing it. That's something Absolutely. completely different. I think we lucked out with that in martial arts, too, because you hear a lot of horror stories. But I don't mm-hmm. think either one of us had that problem with those people. Oh, my teacher wasn't accommodating no, at all. No, he's not accommodating, <laughs> but he, he was accepting of you. Here, hold this, yeah, this two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola yeah. between your knees. I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> I'm like, what the? His Wing Chun teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. If you drop it, it's 100 push-ups. Please no, see no, no. <laughs> Well, and that's like the discipline portion yeah. of things, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's, you know. That, my and favorite that's, word. Yeah, right? And that's, like, part of, you know, a true rounded um, education in yoga. Like, because yoga, like, yoga actually isn't, like, the postures. Like, that's asana. Like, yoga, yeah. there's eight limbs of yoga. Like, a lot of people yes. don't really realize. And, you Let's know. Let's talk about that. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, like, you know, yoga asana is just is just one of them. You know what I mean? Yoga is, like, a whole lifestyle. You know, so there's there's meditation, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. a limb of yoga. There's breath work, pranayama, that's a limb of yoga. You know, there's um, like the yamas and niyamas, which you can almost think of like, I don't want to say the Ten Commandments, but they're like things yeah. to live by. You know what I mean? There's there's concentrated focus of like clearing the mind and focusing on one thing. There's like deprivation of the senses, which is like, so it's kind of works sequentially, you know, and then there's like complete absorption into like just yourself and all of these practices of you know yoga asana the physical postures is actually like in traditional yoga like the purpose for it is to get you prepared for meditation yeah because the physical body is the barrier yeah it gets <laughs> right. in your way it, it does. gets in your way because you feel that little pinch you feel that little yeah. twitch you start itch your yeah. your hip gets really solid and painful uh-huh. because you're on your you're on those sit bones and you're like oh exactly. your body, body yeah. is literally assaulting yeah. you yeah, yeah. yeah. To, it's yeah. like it's fighting an infection or something and it's, I yeah, yeah and I still <laughs> I still struggle with that people would not believe that I still have 
have chronic pain. You know, I, I'm, I'm in pain yes. all the time. And with I'm young and I'm, you know, vibrant, but I, I am, you know, there were days that I had to wear like a back brace all the time. You know, I have, I've been di- million different diagnoses, you know what I mean? Like myofascial pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, you know, like having bulging discs. Yeah. Yeah. Aller- yeah, yeah. All these things. Yeah. But I, what I've learned in my path through all of my hardships, right, <laughs> is like, the the core truth of it all for me is that your suffering leads you to your purpose. Yes. So everything that I go through, you know, the fact that it does hurt to sit, it does hurt to do things. Like I know with the person in front of me, I can empathize with them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it helps me to be a better teacher, a better practitioner when I can empathize and understand what people are going through. So like as hard it, it, as it is to have like pain, grief, loss, all of those things, you know, um, I realize that it's, it's all, it's like the, the, the wounded healer concept, right? Oh, yeah. It's like through our wounds, we are, you know, developing what the medicine is that that we can share, you know, for the world. And, you know, in, um, in 2020, my partner, Daniel, that I had mentioned, he was 31. He passed away of cancer yeah. um, very suddenly. And that was that was definitely like a huge, like, yeah. expansion and some into yeah. my path. And I was with him as he passed. And I was listening to one podcast y'all were had just put out you know where you were sharing you know that you know grief and and loss and cancer you know yeah yeah (laughs) and it does it really does and to be that close to death and honestly like losing the one person that like means the most to you and then before that when you know when i was 20 my my best friend in the world passed away very suddenly in her sleep so i have this pattern of kind of losing the things that are you know most the people that are most important to me, which has been hard, um, but it's also helped me really understand like that concept of like what true love is, and yes. like when they talk about non attachment or just let it go. I used to hate when people like just let yeah, it go. I'd like that's like, easy for you up. to say. Like, yeah, what yeah. are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, but I get it now. It's not that you just have to like quote unquote let things go. It's like seeing them for what they are and understanding also that nothing is ever actually gone. gone. You know, yeah. and that we're all on this cycle of yeah. life and death and right. rebirth yeah. and and energy. You know, we're all connected. You know, that's when my connection to you know people beyond the veil really i was like okay yeah. like there's nothing to be afraid of like Not he's still here i don't get yeah. it but he is you yeah. know um and i have found that especially with my reiki practice i end up getting so many widows unknowingly yeah. and they don't know i lost someone i don't know that they lost someone you know when it's all energy and vibration and like the less that i like marketed myself yeah. and tried to like you know when i first started getting into things you know i was really trying to go doing research like how many posts every day do you need to make right. and like blah, yeah. blah 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 and it was just like it felt like i was going against the grain and yeah. once i started just being like authentic and sharing myself and my story mm-hmm. and all this stuff that's when all the people that i feel like really needed yeah. the practices that there i had go. like flowed in yeah because you're finding your tribe Mm-hmm. And you can't relate to people unless you know that they've had trauma. Mm-hmm. And then you relate to the trauma. Yep. And that brings you into the person. We like mm-hmm. our and broken toys. Yeah, we do. We We're do. All we do. Toys. We it do. Is. It's bizarre how that yeah. works, but you're, they're drawn to you like flies. Yeah. And that's an energy principle, you know. Yeah. You know, that you, whatever you put out there and whatever you're vibrating, it's what you're going to attract. Mm-hmm. I 
have to remind myself of that on the daily, especially when the negative Nancy hits. I'm like, stop that. <laughs> it's coming to, oh, shit. <laughs> just came through the door. Right. So I have to do that constantly, and I'll point at him, and he'll go, what are you pointing at? <laughs> and it's remembering that we're still humans, right? Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's another thing that, you know, as a, a teacher or practitioner or whatever you want to say, you know, that I, I really kind of um, – had to grow into and 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 understand is that like i'm not perfect and right. i'm never going to be no. perfect and i'm always on this journey and there's like most days when i can't even take my own advice and my own medicine yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean every day and you don't you yeah. know and i used to be like you know guilty or feel shame about like if i wasn't you know if i was having a hard time like i'm supposed to be helping other people how can i still need help and i'm like no no yeah, yeah. No. no that's yeah. exactly no. you know we're we're on the path together we're all on this journey together and the more that we remember that and that's you know how you don't get like a guru complex yeah, or, or exactly. whatever is like remembering like no i'm in the thick of it we're just here i've just read a lot yeah <laughs> and i've done a lot and i i feel like i i just want to share what's helped me that's you know? your medicine right yeah. there yeah so when you're down on yourself i think you do what i do instead of going within you go without and try to find somebody to fix <laughs> Let me fix somebody's right? I feel better about yeah, myself. Yeah, let me help. And actually, that's exactly it. It's like... Don't mind the knife between my teeth. Yeah. I'm still... I'll still I'm right here you. with you. It is. On the days that I'm having, like, the hardest day or whatever, you know, and it's like you go and you teach a class or you sit with somebody and, like, you're reminded of, okay, this is yeah. this is why I'm here. Yeah. This you have that perspective, what, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're not alone. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It gives you that... Oh God, it's not just me. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's part, like, of why, like, when we when we all first met, it was like instant, yeah. like, okay, you. these are our people, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. And I carded her. I'm like, there is no way. Works. All you got to do is look at her. It yeah. works, people. Greg, so are you I'm, old enough to even drive? I'm becoming are you a sure? yoga pusher. I, I carded her when she told me she was 31. I was like, no, you fucking aren't 31. That is the one of yeah. the best uh, commercials for yes, yoga, right? right like, there. Look at, just look at her. Just go on her website and look at her. Yeah. This she's, is what yoga can uh, do for you. Mind and body. Yes. Yeah. And you just heard her. She talks about her pain, but still, she looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i it's think crazy. I'll, yeah i'll probably be carded for, for years, <laughs> i think yeah but i saw your daddy mm-hmm. and he's pretty yeah and you look like your daddy i do my dad looks young as oh, well oh he's pretty mm-hmm. yeah have you ever seen her dad uh-uh. i have to show you a picture well, show him a picture yeah, yeah. And he's, he's pretty well you may yeah. be young but it's an old yeah. soul for yeah sure. it is it yeah sure, it certainly is and speaking of speaking of my, my dad i'll show you but my dad is a huge influence um for me my dad has been through a lot himself so my dad's a double amputee in a wheelchair he lost oh, both wow. of his legs when he was 17 years old um in a drunk driving car accident wow so him and his 15 year old brother were in a car um with their friends doing what we all did driving around their friend was driving their friend was drunk um oh and it happened in montrose actually um and crashed into a tree at like 70 my dad was in the front seat he got pinned and the engine caught fire oh Oh god. god So 17 years old, you know, um, and his brother was 15. It was a pickup truck. And they had a bunch of kids in the back, you know, like we all did. Oh, we all did it. Yeah. And um, he was flown up into a tree and he died. 
Oh. Um, the other kids were all okay. My dad and his brother were the only ones that really had serious injuries. Um, so my dad had to get, you know, cut out by the jaws of life. And he was in Shriners, you know, burn hospital for years. And um, this was in 86. So, you know, like skin grafts and everything was all very new at that time so he was getting all these experimental treatments he he should not have lived like my dad should not have lived um but he did yeah he did and um he moved back to the area we we went to elk lake school district um you know and he went back to school you know and ended up you know finishing out and things like that um and he ended up becoming um a 911 dispatcher oh Oh, wow wow. (laughs) yeah and him and my mom had dated like prior to the accident like when they were like 14 and then they had broken up and then after the accident i guess my mom had heard about it and like reached out to him and um they fell madly like back in love oh and then they were like let's have a baby (laughs) and here i am Um, he had a mission you were the mission (laughs) yeah Yeah. and you know my parents you know have since split you know but they're they're still you know friends and everything um which i'm grateful for you know if things aren't working don't don't push it if it's you know um but my dad is such a light and like so fun and so young-hearted and has went through this this horrible trauma and my grand my grandmother um just passed in this past july but she was uh um part of mothers against drunk driving so my dad and her would go around and share their story and like try to influence people to not drink and get behind the wheel because even when you're a kid and you just think you know you're invincible and you're with your friends like tragedy can happen you know it doesn't care and you can take somebody else's kid exactly somebody else's mother father exactly and that loss you know is something that you know is is a wound that stays with us forever so i think through being raised by a man that you know went through severe trauma hardships you know um but is still such a light and so fun and he knows he's handsome too his head his head just grew like three sizes i'm sure that was was the way my daddy was (laughs) too he was a character yeah he is and terrible flirt Oh exactly. my god. <laughs> but I and so I feel like that's just it's part of my my lineage, my path. You know, we all have these things that we're going through, but um, you know, being raised by a man, you know, with with physical disability, you know, um that didn't let it get in his way. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, walking on his hands in the snow with us making snowmen and you know like he was jacked my whole life too from like wheeling and stuff he since like his rotator cuffs have just kind of like degraded from just wheeling for so long yeah yeah (laughs) but he's uh he's still like he's coming over for um we're having like our first thanksgiving at our apartment my my fiance ryan and i and um yeah he's making the turkey because i don't know how i don't (laughs) eat so so i'm like dad you're making the turkey um and having everybody come together but yeah I'm, i'm just it's uh we all have these stories right and it's like you would never know and that's one thing when i was when i was staying with my partner daniel his name was daniel copes um amazing another could do a whole podcast about (laughs) his spirit and what he taught me but when i was staying with him in the hospital because it was two months from when he was diagnosed to when he passed it was like very quick um it was an aggressive cancer adrenal cortical carcinoma it's like one in two million people um but i remember like I had to go to CVS to like get something for him or whatever. And I'm like walking through the store and people, you know, passing by and I'm like, these people have no clue like what I'm going through right now, you know? And, and as I would pass people in the hospital, just walking down the hallways, I'm like, everyone here is either sick 
or seeing someone who's sick and then they go out on the street and you have no clue what they're dealing with no. and that gave me such a perspective of others and myself of we have to be kind we have to be you know understanding accepting empathetic because yes. you really don't know what another person is going really through when don't. you pass them on the street you and, really don't. and we say this in traffic because we have both having a tendency to get in road rage <laughs> you never know what that person's going through or why they're acting as erratically as they're acting and you never know when they're right there on the edge of going postal mm-hmm. and you're asking for it mm-hmm. so i have to really reel myself in well, it's like the yeah. grocery store, you know, the, yeah. the the old folks that take three hours to look at all the ingredients in the cooler yeah. and I'm like, you're going to be that age one day, yeah. real soon. Yeah. Let them look. Just, yeah. you don't have anywhere else to be today. Yeah. Just yeah. take a breath. And we yeah. have to have that, that compassion yeah. for ourselves because we're yeah. never, I am not saintly by no. any means. God. Like, I'm my dad, I'm not the farthest thing no. from that. <laughs> and sure, we ha- I have values and morals, but am I yeah. able to upstand them every time? Absolutely not. not and that's human. where that compassion yeah. and patience for ourselves come in because we're going to have days where we flip out on somebody in the grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or we, you know, don't show yeah. our best side. And, and that's part of the practice too is how can I be as loving and compassionate to myself yeah. in, my, in my moments, you know? That's mm-hmm. hard. Yoga mm-hmm. teacher loses her shit. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the headline. Ty's student in pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh, speaking of which, what's your most memorable moment teaching? Oh, my goodness. Um, most memorable moment teaching. I've had a lot of people, like, fall asleep. Like in oh. in sound baths, oh. snoring. Yeah, so that's that's definitely that's like how I know my medicine is working. Uh-huh. I did that <laughs> when people I just about fell out of the chair in the front when she was having a sound bath. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. When people yeah. people fall asleep, um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. It's it's really. Uh, oh oh, you know what? Um, I was I teach at Endless Mountain Hot Yoga in Tunkhannock. I still teach there two days a week because that's kind of like nice. my my fam where I started and and I. I told the owner Peggy, she was like, You can't leave here. And I was like, Okay, we'll teach her. We feel the same way about your sound healing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, the power went out. The power went out while while I was teaching there. Um, And it was like mid yin class, and we were so zenned out. I was like, You know what? We're going to keep going. And I like just put like my phone, you know, like the flashlight on and shown it on the mirror. And um, we went through the rest of the class like in the dark. And to this day, some of my students are like, That was my favorite class. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because when you're teaching and things happen, it's funny because right now, um, so Endless Mountain Hot Yoga is in the Shadow Brook. Um, and the Shatterbrook, which is sold. So they're they're oh, no. transforming that into like a, um, a 50 plus community. But they're keeping the golf course, you know, and they're keeping the yoga studio, but they're okay. doing all this construction right now. So the past like three weeks, we've been teaching with construction oh. going on. And, but we jackhammer. Exactly. Sauce, but all of us yeah. are so dedicated. We're like, we're still doing yeah. it, you know. So sometimes like when you're teaching, you know, those moments of things happening, the power going out, yeah. you know, jackhammering happening. It's just the same as life, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's like we have to be flexible. Like we have to be adaptable to what's going on like and and that's one thing i love as a teacher is like how do we teach the concepts that we practice on the mat 
in real life? How yeah. can we be more flexible? How can we, you know, be more accommodating or patient with ourselves? How can we, you know, find our limits in our body or our limits in our body in the world? It's it's congruent, it, you know, yeah. as above, so below, as within, so be without. Like, everything is Love connected. It. So yeah. when I teach yoga, I try to really teach that too, is like, okay, like, we're flexible because we're stretching our hamstrings, but how can we be flexible when, like, somebody's jackhammering next door? Yeah. And how can we use that as an opportunity to focus inward? Because in real life... Yeah. Shit's going to happen that yeah. we can't yeah. stop. Absolutely. And this is something somebody asked me the other day, but I can't meditate. And I said, so I want you to practice outside then. Do mm-hmm. the hard way. Go to a tree in the middle of a city park mm-hmm. and sit down, lean your back against the tree, close your eyes, and I just want you to focus on your breathing. Yes. Put your tongue in the roof of your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold it. Breathe out through your mouth until that sound goes away and you don't hear it anymore. And you don't hear the kid screaming or the lady yelling at the kid or the cars going by. He was like, I never thought about doing it like that. I said, it's not about sitting lotus. No. Yeah, you don't have to. Be comfortable. Yeah. It's about getting out of your head. A hundred It's about it's going inward and going, and letting it go. Absolutely. And I don't think he'd ever heard that before. No, and a lot of people, yeah. they think meditation is just like, okay, I need to sit. I need to sit up straight, do it like in a certain posture, and I need to close my eyes, and I need to not think. And that that's, sounds like torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll never get there like that. It's, no, never. that's not that's not how it works. You know, meditation from how I was taught, you know, is really um it's about trying to have a single pointed focus. Because when you do that, like yeah. you said focusing on the breathing, it helps to drown out all of not just the things going on outside of yourself, but also the intruding thought patterns mm-hmm. and they call it vritti or like the monkey mind, you know, yeah. the swirling of thoughts. I'm a terrible monkey mind. I do. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> you know, so it's it's about just trying to, you know, allow your attention to focus on one thing sometimes it's the breath sometimes it's sound or music that's what sound meditation is for sometimes it's visually gazing at a candle or or a mandala on the wall you know um but the goal is to try to just focus on one thing so that the thousand or ten thousand million things aren't clogging up your mind and the more that you do that you're training your mind and your focus to be able to you know, not be overrun or controlled by by all the intrusive thoughts. And you're going to, throughout that process, you're going to have a thought and you're going to travel and you're going to like start mm-hmm. thinking about it or like you're going to get distracted by something and you're going to kind of lose your focus. But all it is is compassionately, just like a child that you would redirect, oh, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, come back. I always try to explain it as like, imagine that you're a mountain and you're standing still and strong and grounded and your thoughts are like clouds, So the clouds, you know, come in, you see them, and you allow them to pass by. Now, you're not trying to, like, use effort to push the thought away. That's what a lot of people do. It's like, oh, I'm thinking. I can't be thinking. You just created tension in your mind, right? And you can't follow it. You can't be like, is that a Nimbus cloud? (laughs) I think I see a puppy. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a dragon. You can't do that either because that's following the train of thought. So it's just seeing the thought. You know, seeing the cloud and letting it pass through. Um, And the breath is such an important aspect of that because our breath is our way in. You know, out of all of the automatic systems of our body, you know, our breath is the one that we have intentionally can can control yeah you know we can't stop our heart from beating thank goodness we can't like speed up our digestion by thinking about it but we can no. hold our breath we can mm-hmm. blow out a candle mm-hmm. we can do different practices you can and get high breathing you can you can you, you can, can get right out there Kabbalah, yeah. breath. Yes. <laughs> like they call it like yogic Love coffee it. Yes. you know um because it's directly connected to the nervous system so that's like 
another huge foundational aspect of my teaching is, do you understand how your nervous system works? Do you know what fight or flight mode versus rest and digest mode is? I have no flight. <laughs> Just fight. There's Just fight, flight, and freeze. <laughs> freeze is like the next one, too. And that happens to me when you get super overwhelmed and you just shut down. Yes. Yeah. You know, people, you know, say, oh, like this person's, you know, depressed or lazy or they won't leave their house. It's like, no, they're frozen. frozen. Their nervous system has shut yeah, down. They can't take and another thing. Exactly. And that's when it gets really hard because it's the point where, you know, you don't care who you're disappointing or what responsibilities or obligations yeah. you're not meeting. Mm-hmm. And then the guilt and shame cycle goes on top of it yeah. and people get Which is the worst. And I have been there, you know. So, like, understanding that your breath is a direct influence to your nervous system and that you can literally kick yourself out of stress mode into rest mode by just breathing a certain way. Mm -hmm. And by having these tools and understanding that, you're able to be actually like an advocate and be empowered enough to help yourself you know um to get out of these moments of anxiety and crisis and stress just by doing certain practices you know and i don't want people to have to you know come to reiki every month or or every week you know i'm here when you need me my goal is to try to help you be able to regulate yourself yeah get well yeah yeah yeah. So let me ask, I always hear people advocate for box breathing for anxiety, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably a better way to do it. What would you suggest? There's So there's all different practices. You know, box breathing is, is typically inhale for four, exhale for four, right? So that's that's a, a, a solid practice. You know, uh, optimal breath, you you do want, you know, the inhale and the exhale to be the same, the same length, you know, when we're naturally our automatic breathing. Um, the the core part of your breathing that you really want to focus on is that it's diaphragmatic. So that means that when you inhale, the abdomen is rising and expanding. When you exhale, it's falling back towards the body. Because when we breathe, you know, there's a muscle, the diaphragm, it's right underneath your rib cage. It almost looks like an upside down bowl. That muscle expanding is actually what like vacuums the air into your lungs and then your lungs, of course, process it and everything. And then when you exhale, that muscle kind of contracts and it pushes the air out. Now, when you have anxiety, when you are, you know, um, stressed, you know, that muscle gets weak and cramped and we mm-hmm. start breathing with our chest muscles. Yes. You know, like all of us that have that tension in the shoulders and the chest and the neck feel like we can't get deep breaths It's because our diaphragm is either weak or cramped up and we're like using these other muscles to breathe and we're not getting a deep breath. And when you chest breathe, you're actually signaling to the nervous system with every breath, stress, yeah. stress, yeah. stress. So, you know, putting one hand on the heart, one on the belly, closing down the eyes and breathing deep, trying to intentionally breathe into the hand on the mm-hmm. belly, slowing down the breath, doing the box breathing that way, but ensuring that it's it's deep and diaphragmatic. Um, another thing you can do is like a grounding breath where you inhale for four and then exhale for like six or eight. So yeah. it's like inhale, exhale. Mm-hmm. It's like you slow that exhale down. And when you're doing that, you're actually like teaching the body and telling the body like, okay, I'm relaxing, I'm mm-hmm. grounding down. Because think about it, like fight or flight mode was great, right? When we were like people that had to run from bears yes. and like lions <laughs> yeah. and things like that was great. Yeah. Like I needed to run away from a danger or whatever, but the body can't tell the difference between, no. oh my gosh, there's a tiger about to eat me. And oh my gosh, I'm so stressed about X, Y, Z. So the body is responding with stress hormones, um, 
a short rapid breath, rapid heart rate, you know, intense, tense up muscles and all these things like it would as if you needed to fight or run away from something when you're just sitting at your home stressed yeah. out. And over time, that's what degrades our health. Cortisol is like terrible. It will degrade every aspect of your your being, you know. So think about like, okay, so if I, it's funny, like if I was in danger, you know, say like I was running from a tiger or something like that, and I got safe, what would my body probably do then? I would... I would start to slow down my breath. Maybe I would lay down. Maybe I would eat something, you know? So, like, it's like you have to kind of, like, trick your body into, like, doing what it would do to know. playing games with yourself, people. Yeah, to know that it's safe, you know? And that's why, you know, a lot of behaviors, whether it's, you know, overeating or, like, eating things that aren't healthy for us, you know, um, things like that are, we're doing that because we're trying yes. to trigger that rest and digest response. You're soothing the trauma. You're soothing it. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. a matter of understanding and making sure that the things that, that you know, you're doing to soothe the nervous system are actually long-lasting and that they're nourishing to you. Um, and that's where addiction comes in is we're just, we're just trying to comfort and soothe the nervous system, but in a way that isn't, is just like a band-aid right and then we get caught in this cycle because it's not long lasting and then we're also like triggering dopamine and serotonin and all these happy chemicals but it doesn't last yeah so that's where practice comes in is like you you develop something that is um it's easy and attainable that's important you know some people are like i want to do yoga an hour every day and meditate an hour every day and i'm gonna like you know do all this stuff and it's immediately like you you fail before you start because your goal is unattainable so small little increments of of having these tools these practices to pull out when you need them. moderation you hear it all the time and people still don't understand what it means Mm -hmm. and i wish i'd known that you're talking about addiction my way of dealing with that stress and fatigue was to become addicted to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was building a nuclear plant, mm. and I was exhausted. We yeah. were working 16-hour days, and we weren't getting any days off, and it had been like a month or so we'd been at it. And this trucker was like, here, take this. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, that's how it started, was yeah. just to stay awake. Exactly. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, God, I can't sleep, so I've got to stay awake. Exactly. Yeah. Our society, bad. like, does not understand addiction, you know, and and I feel like people are judged so badly yes. for it, you know, um, and it's it's totally something that we're trying to do to just, like, survive yeah. and try to either, like you said, keep, stay up and yeah. keep through our job or, or to kind of just, like, soothe ourselves in some yeah. way and we're then self-soothing, definitely. yeah and then that is addictive and then yeah. we we get caught in these cycles and you know it it leads us you know people to to doing things that you know they never would maybe do because yeah. they're stuck stuck in this cycle but we have to have like compassion and yeah. empathy in those situations and from i've dealt with addiction you know in in my life and of people around me and it's one of the hardest oh, struggles to it break yeah. hats and if, off to anybody yeah who can, absolutely yeah. it's yeah. and it's grueling for the people around them too because it is is like one thing it's like like you can't fix like you can't do anything that person has to get to it understand why they can't see it yeah Yeah. so it's a matter of we have to like in like trying to help people have new practices and new Mm -hmm. things that work you know and that that are um experiential like actually really Mm -hmm. feeling a difference and i know like yoga meditation um you know practices in different time community um i think are some of the biggest remedies to those things 
the best tools and having the right teacher yeah that has that perspective yeah Yeah. that's really rare she's definitely the right teacher so where where is the studio again and what hours are you on yeah yeah (laughs) because i might need somebody yeah (laughs) you do i mean you do it's good for anxiety it's really amazing it is i have classes um every day except saturday saturday was like my one day you know i'm recharging i'm recharging um but yeah it's on winola road some people think of it as 307 um but Winola Road. Um, I'm like a half mile from the state hospital, so it's it's not far. If you're on like Clark Summit, you can get there from like Shady Lane. Yeah. Um, so it's there. I have a sign. It's it's great, and I I do classes in the evening, in the mornings, and then I do one on one. You know, Reiki appointments by appointment. So I work with your schedule um, in order to set those up, and that's really great for if you need kind of um, like a big reset or like one on one kind of tailored practice or or um, you know service that's for you. I do one on one meditation and yoga. So if you don't feel comfortable being in a group, I do sound things therapy tarot there um and probably a million other things are going to end up you know being <laughs> awesome. offered yeah and i do events there as well um so there's there's a little bit of everything for everybody do That's you do fantastic. two humans and a dog because she has attachment issues absolutely yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, i've heard of goat yoga i don't yeah. know about bella yoga Bel- rottweiler yoga <laughs> Yay. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Love it. She'll snore her way through. Yeah, she will. She can teach some meditation, <laughs> trust me. Yes, she can. <laughs> Look at her with her paws. She has her paws She's crossed right now. Guys. She's, She's so like, pressy. I'm so dainty. She knows we're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, pretty. She's a press. She's a press. So well, it's 1107, right? When 1107. Road. And mm-hmm. there's another business right next to you people might be more familiar with? Yes, Flory Homes. Flory Homes. Yes, yeah. Flory Homes. Excellent. And they've been amazing. They've been so welcoming and, and everything about it um so yeah the flory homes building I'm are they customers yet <laughs> not, not yet but i know they will be soon <laughs> working on them working they on build them. beautiful houses so come if on you need guys you need built. to distress i know what house building is all about i was in construction get over there yeah, yeah have, a, have a class with someone that gets it yeah gets absolutely it. Uh, doesn't judge you not based just, on anything not just yeah. doing yoga to be a karen no <laughs> there's no white yes, we're yeah. trying to make you more of you right yeah. connecting yeah. with yourself yeah. and that's being the most authentic version of yourself and feeling courageous enough to do that and celebrate that is, I feel, a big a big motivator of mine, too. You know, really finding your voice, your dance, your song, and what you're good at and what you're here to do because that's, that's alignment. You know, people talk about manifestation all the time. <laughs> and I really think manifestation is just a matter of aligning yeah. with what you're here to do. That word. Yeah. Actually, yeah. putting the not work in. Not my favorite. Put yeah, the work in. Yeah, putting the work in. It's not and wishful yeah. thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. You, it's, it's, it's not about, like, desiring things outside of yourself. It's desiring, like, a connection with yourself and yes. when you find out like what is it that makes me tick what is my shadow what do i need to work on how can i use this to serve the world what is my Absolutely. passion what is my purpose and once you get that and once you unapologetically and courageously start going after that trusting that's what that trust and surrender we hear all these buzzwords yeah and i used to like despise suck. them yeah. but it, yeah. until you actually understand it's like yeah. oh surrender to like i can quit my job and follow this and the universe will mm-hmm. will like f- like lead me because yeah. i can trust you know but and you surrender trust. to the process yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it doesn't make sense if you're just like throwing them out there without any context so that's why i feel like sharing my actual story and who i am so that like things actually like are in context that's what i really try to like share a lot of these practices because if you're just like preaching you know yeah, it's no. not going to click no, you know? no. and then people just start searching for it and then when they don't get it they're like 
they they think that something's wrong or they start like faking things because they're like oh i'm you know i've reached samadhi yeah. you know i'm i'm enlightened okay. you, know? You, know? <laughs> you know but it's yeah. just because they don't really understand it and they don't yeah. want to be the person that doesn't understand it you yeah. know so yeah. how do we make this stuff understandable tangible applicable to everyday life you know so that way we can actually integrate and transmute more buzzwords but integrate these things these concepts and then transmute the energy we've been given into something that's uplifting and that's yeah. how we're going to get out of this Kali Yuga yes. how we're going to transform this this energy into something beautiful and I'm I'm grateful to have incarnated during this time even though it's difficult yes. you know we just have to keep looking forward because we are we are already on our way <laughs> She's like, yeah, we're already on our way to to uh, the new world is here. You know, it's yeah. it's just you know, it's about it's about continuing forward and and trusting that. So not being discouraged by the heaviness yeah. in the world, just sending love where we can, doing your own personal work, knowing that that matters, and then that you know is is helping the collective and just. Trying to have love, man. Peace and love. There you go. Well I said. It. I think people need to remember, too, and it, that all time is now, and it's all occurring right now. Mm-hmm. So it seems bad, but the future is here. It's yours to choose. You choose your path. You can go back and be in the past and hang in that negativity, or you can be in the present and expect the future to happen Absolutely. and just let it happen organically and be a decent person and have some joy. Yeah. I think the fear is eating everybody alive. Get out and do some breathing. <laughs> so uh, you have a website? I do. It's Kaylin, K-A-I-L-A-N, of Earth.com. And then my social uh, media channels are the same, Kaylin of Earth. I'm always on yeah. there posting mm-hmm. more shenanigans Cutie. and we, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we watch her all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're great. The, the studio yeah. looks absolutely beautiful. Thank We've done you. an amazing job. Yeah. It looks like a, an, an awesome place to go. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for getting up early and come oh, spend some time with us. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. It was I'm a blast. so grateful to yeah. be here anytime. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, uh, just check out Kaylin of Earth. Love you guys. Breathe. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.